0: Welcome to Time with Tab, a podcast run by the Goddard Public Library Teen Advisory Board. I'm your host, Nicole. Let's go around and and introduce the members that joined us today.
1: I'm Maggie.
2: I'm Amity. I'm Amy. I'm Adam. I'm Jesse.
1: I'm Brianna.
0: All right. So school is ending soon for the Tab members. Um, and so that means summer break, and that means hopefully more time for them to um, do a few more things that they enjoy doing. And this is a library podcast. Um, so we have um, put the TAB members on a mission of finding two books that they would like to read this summer, or just one book. Some of them have one. That's okay. Um, so they are going to read the description of the book or books that they have found and then tell us why they are interested in reading those books.
3: Okay. Um, one of the books that I want to read this summer is Game by Barry, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Liga? Um. It says, It's about several months have passed since Jazz helped the Lobos Nod police force catch the serial killer known as the Impressionist. Every day since then, Jazz has dealt with the guilt of knowing he was responsible for his father's escape from prison. Now Billy Dent is on the loose, ready to kill again. I I wanted to read that one because it just seems interesting and I like murder. (laughs) Um, The other book I wanted to read is The Boy in the Striped Pajamas by John Point. I don't know. Um, It's about... Berlin, in nineteen forty two when Bruno returns home from school one day, he discovers that his belongings are being packed in crates. His family has received a promotion, and the family must move to a new house far far away where no one is no one where there is no one to play with and nothing to do. A tall fence stretches as far as the eye can see and cuts him off from the strange people in the distance but Bruno decides that there must be more to the More to this desolate desolate place than that meets the eye. While exploring his new environment, he meets a boy whose life and circumstances are very different from his own, and their meeting results in a friendship with devastating consequences. I wanted to read this because it's just a classic. It made my mom cry, and I feel like crying.
4: One of the books I've chosen that I would really like to read is The Odyssey, a graphic novel by Gareth Hines based on Homer's epic poem. And it says, Fresh from his triumph in the Trojan War, Odysseus, king of Ithaca, wants nothing more than to return home to his family. Instead, he offends the sea god Poseidon, who dooms him to a long years of shipwreck and wandering. In his effort to get home, Odysseus must battle man-eating monsters, violent storms, and the supernatural seduction of sirens and sorceresses. He will need all his strength and cunning and a little help from Mount Olympus to return to Ithaca and seize back his kingdom from scheming suitors who seek dope to wed his queen and usurp his throne. Yeah. I wanted to read this book because last year I had it as an assignment in school and I thought it would be really cool to read the graphic novel version and just to refresh my memory on it cuz I really enjoyed it. The second book I chose is Poe: Stories and Poems, a graphic novel adaptation of by Gareth Hands again. And it says, "My oh goodness, it's shiny. It is true that I am nervous, but why will you say that I am mad? In stories and poems written by over a century ago, Edgar Allan Poe establishes himself as an original American master of gothic horror. Now acclaimed artist adapted Gareth Hines translates Poe's dark genius into a graphic novel form for Poe's fans, new and old. I would like to read it because I've read a few of his poems last year, and (coughs) I really enjoyed them, and my imagination did well with picturing it, but I would really like to see, like, on paper. It's always cool to see an author's imagination come out, especially if it was done how he would have liked it.
5: One of the books that I wanted to read is called The Daughter of Laura Ingalls Wilder, Rose Wilder Lane, Her Story, by Rose Wilder Lane and Roger Lee McBride. Rose Wilder Lane had the great good fortune to be the daughter of Laura Ingalls Wilder, whose books have been champion bestsellers for years, and whose greatest bestseller, The Little House on the Prairie, is the basis of the perennial Perennial, perennially popular prime television series. This is Rose's story, sure to please all who, have, who love Laura Ingalls Wilder, as well as the many thousands who know and love Rose's own best-selling books. With a mother like Laura Ingalls Wilder, it was natural for Rose to grow up with wider horizons than most children in the last decade of the 19th century and natural for her to become a pioneer bu- in building a singularly independent and full life for a woman of her time. She was women's editor for the San Francisco Chronicle Foreign Correspondent, a constant and popular contributor to every leading magazine in the country, including Sunset, Saturday Evening Post, Harper's, Cosmo- Cosmopolitan, Ladies Home Journal, Good Housekeeping, and Red Book. Her most famous bestseller, Let the Hurricane Roar, was continuously in print for 40 years and is now back in print as Young Pioneers. Roger Lee McBride has fashioned the story of Rose Wilder Lane from her letters and diaries, True, writes McBride. I wanted to read this book because I read the entire series of her mother's books, and loved them, and have been wanting to find the books of her daughter, which I have not really found anywhere other than online. The other book that I wanted to read is called A Starless Clan, Warrior's Shadow, by Aaron Hunter. The clans all agreed is that the warrior code needed to evolve. But as river clan's leadership crisis continues and the first cats begin using the new provisions for changing clans have the new rules changed life around the lake for the better or have they only endangered as a chance of a lasting peace in shadow clan one new arrival is increasingly unsure that leaving thunder clan was worth the risk some of his new clan mates have made it clear he is unwelcome and though Shadow Clan Warrior Sunbeam thinks every cat deserves a chance, even she doesn't know how to feel when one of the loudest voices of, of opposition is her own mother. As new bonds are formed and old ones are tested, born allies could become deadly foes if they don't read if they don't tread carefully. But the path ahead is treacherous, and while Medicine Cat ap- apprentice Frostpaw scrambles to help her clan stay afloat under the watchful eye of a second, Tiger Star, the shadow of growing conflict looms over them. I wanted to read this one as I have read some of the Warriors books and thought it would be really cool to read the rest of them. As Aaron Hunter does a really good job of making them.
6: <laughs> mm, okay, the uh, two books that I chose to read, read are the first one is killing the SS it's, mm, the description of it is as the true horrors of the third Reich began to be exposed immediately after world war II, the Nazi war criminals who committed genocide went on the run. A few were swiftly caught, including the notorious SS leader Heinrich Himmler. Uh, others, however, evaded capture through a shadowy, but sophist- sophisticated Nazi organizations designed to aid them. Among the, those war criminals were Josef Mengel, the Angel of Death, who performed hideous medical experiments at Auschwitz; Martin Bormann, Hitler's brutal personal secretary; Klaus Barbie, the cruel butcher of Lyon, and perhaps the most awful Nazi of all, Adolf Eichmann. And killing the SS is an epic saga of of the espionage and daring engaged by self styled Nazi hunters. This determined and desperate group included a French husband and wife team, an American lawyer who served in the Army on D-Day, a German prosecutor who had signed an oath to the Nazi party, Israeli Mossad an agents, and a death camp survivor. Over the decade, these men and women scoured the earth, tracking down the SS fugitives and bring them to justice, justice which often meant death. I really wanted to read this one because I've read another book which is about the monuments met in, and and Adolf Eichmann and and Josef Mengele are both mentioned in it, and I kind of know what happens to them, but not in detail. The other one that I, I wrote read is mm, mm, "Killing the Rising Sun," mm, and both of them are by Bill O'Reilly and Martin Dugard, or and "Killing the Rising Sun," and mm, is. In autumn 1944, World War II is nearly over in Europe, but is escalating in the Pacific, where American soldiers face an opponent who will go at any length to to avoid defeat. The Japanese army follows the samurai code of Bushido, stipulating that surrender is a form of dishonor. Killing the Rising Sun takes readers to the bloody tropical island about battlefield of Peleliu and Iwo Jima and the embattled Philippines where Douglas, General Douglas MacArthur has made a triumphant return and is plotting a full-scale invasion of Japan. Across the globe, in Los Alamos, New Mexico, Dr. Robert J. Oppenheimer and his team of scientists are preparing to test the deadliest weapon known to mankind. In Washington, D.C., Henry Truman, in Truman, a to... Pre- the presidency after FDR dies in office, only to face the most important political decision in history, whether to use that weapon, and in Tokyo, Emperor Hirohito, who had considered a deity by his subjects, refuses to surrender despite a math- massive and mounting death toll. Um, this epic saga details the final moments of World War II like never before. And I wanted to read this one because I know a bunch about oh, at the end of the war in Europe and also a fair bit about the oh, oh, end of mm, war on the Pacific, but I think that would be pretty interesting in to hear the description in new words in case there's information in here that I didn't know before.
2: One of the books that I wanted to read was Band of Brothers by Stephanie Ambrose, and the description is... As good a rifle company as any in the world. Easy Company, 506th Airborne Division. U.S. Army kept getting the tough dem- assignments responsible for the something. Parachuting into France early D-Day morning. The capture of Hitler's
3: barcode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hitler's barcode. <laughs> and yeah. Band of...
0: You can, if you want, you can just basically say what the book's about, since there's a huge barcode in your way.
2: It basically just follows the the um, 506th reg- Regiment in the 101st Airborne through um, World War II. I watched the uh, series, that's the HBO documentary, and so it just interested me because I wanted to read it now. Yeah, pause. pause.
4: So I can get the miss.
5: Okay. <laughs> okay, so this book is part of a 39-volume set. Oh, my
2: goodness. Yeah. Set, it's the Blitzkrieg. It's the second book of it. And it's it sounds interesting learning more about the Blitzkrieg and World War II and stuff.
1: So the book I found was The House at Mermaid's Cove, which just seems interesting to me. So... The description says, In April 1943, a young woman washes ashore on a deserted beach in Cornwall, England. Mm. Uh, with a number of stitches on, on her tattered chemist, Alice is a survivor of a ship torpedoed by a German U-boat. She's found by the mysterious Viscount Jack Terwella who suspects that she's a prisoner of war or a spy, but the secret Alice asks Jack to keep is one he could never have guessed, and it creates an intimate bond he never expected. With her true identity hidden beneath the waves, Alice grasps the chance to re revenge herself, (laughs) but as she begins to fall for Jack, she discovers he has secrets too, once echoing the legends of a mermaid said to lure men into the deep darks of the sea. For two stranger- strangers in the shadow of war, lost love, and haunting memories, is it, it, is it a time to let go of the past or to finally face it, whatever the risks? So this seems like a few of the other books that I've read before, and it seems interesting.
0: Cool. Those are all good books, and I'm excited for you guys to get to read those this summer. Uh, the next thing that we're going to talk about is... Um, teacher appreciation week and so we basically just want you guys to um tell us about a teacher that has made an impact on you and what was that impact
3: so i don't go to a goddard school but one of the teachers that has made like a really good impact on my life is my english teacher miss gory um i don't she's just really nice and cool and I've had bad experiences with teachers in the past, and she just makes that all better.
4: <laughs> a teacher who's made a really good impact on me is my English teacher, Mrs. Lauer. She has put her own life aside at times to help her students and to make sure that they have a passing grade at the end of the year. And I know that she can is going through kind of a hard time right now, but continues to work and help her students.
5: I had Mrs. Gorey last year as a teacher before she moved to different grades, but she was basically my favorite teacher as she was the kindest and probably the best teacher I had. And Mrs. Bodine isn't Technically, teaching me anything but she's helping me she's probably the reason I have passing grades right now but she's really kind of nice
6: the teacher that made a massive impact on me is my programming teacher Miss Rogers because even when it's not programming that we're talking about we can always find something really interesting and cool to talk about Cause she is the advisor, or the person that runs and the B, the Gardner High School old BPA chapter, and I'm a part of BPA, so we can just we have gone off on on random tangents about BPA stuff. And she's as much of a nerd as the all of the programmers that she teaches, so it makes class really fun sometimes. And also, if we're struggling with it, she doesn't tell us that we're doing something wrong. She just tells us, yeah, you see that at line of code right there? You forgot a semicolon. And laughs along with us when we make the exact same tiny mistakes that we made in the first week of programming that language and we made it in the last week when we're studying for the final.
2: A teacher that I think has made an impact has been Mrs... Bayard, my math teacher, and she, her lessons are always fun. She understands that people's brains fry about 30 minutes into (laughs) algebra, so she has, like, breaks, and just kind of the vibe that she has is really nice, and it's a good break from just algebra.
1: Well, I can't remember her first name, or her last name, but... Her first name was Amy, and she was my fifth grade teacher. She was really awesome. It wasn't necessarily the things at school. She made things really, really fun most of the times. But she was also just, like, really there for you if something was, like, going on at home. And so she was just, like, really supportive all the time.
0: All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. We appreciate all teachers out there. So thank you for the job that you do and for making an impact on students' lives. Okay, that's it for this podcast. Um, Join us next month for another one. Go read something. Go read a book. (laughs) Bye.